1: Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om namo
2: Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om
1: namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya. Om namo Bhagavate, Om
2: namo Bhagavate
1: Dura Purena Kameena.
2: Dura Purena Kameena.
1: Mohena Chabaliyasa. Say some Grihesu
2: Saptasya,
1: Say some Durapurena Kamena,
2: Mohena,
1: chabaliyasa
2: Mohena chabali-yasa
1: Say some grehatu
2: suctasya,
1: shambihatu Durapurena Mohena,
2: chabaliyasa. Mohena
1: chabaliyasa. Pramatasya Payati,
2: Pramatasya
1: Payati, Durapurina, <todic> <todic> Mohena Chapaniya, <yasa. todic> Say some grace you satasya
2: La Kamena,
1: Dura Kamena,
2: Mohena
1: Chapalisa,
2: Mohena Payati, Kamena. Vahena payati
1: Dura Which is never fulfilled, fulfilled. Kamena By a strong aspiration to enjoy the material world Mohena, Mohena,
2: by bewilderment. By
1: bewilderment. Cha. Cha, also. also. Baliyasa, which is strong and formidable. formidable.
2: Shesam,
1: the remaining years of life.
2: Griheshu, the life. Grehishu. Grehishu.
1: To family life.
2: Family.
1: Saktas, Saktasya,
2: Saktasya.
1: One, of one who is too attached.
2: Of one who is too
1: Pramatasya mad. Apayati
2: Apayati.
1: wistfully pass. He He.
2: indeed.
1: Indeed. Translation, one whose mind and senses are uncontrolled becomes increasingly increasingly attached to family life because of insatiable lusty desires and very strong illusion. In such a madman's life, the remaining years are also wasted, because even during those years, he cannot engage himself in devotional service. So before I read the purport, I'm going to go back and read the string of verses up to this one. This is the uh, first short part of Pralad's instructions to his schoolmates. And I'm going to start with text 1 and read up to this text 8. All the translations text one Prahlad Maharaj said one who is sufficiently intelligent should use the human form of body from the very beginning of life in other words from the tender age of childhood to practice the activities of devotional service giving up all other engagements the human body is most rarely achieved and although temporary like other bodies it is meaningful because in human life, one can perform devotional service. Even a slight amount of sincere devotional service can give one complete perfection. The human form of life affords one a chance to return home back to Godhead. Therefore, every living entity, especially in the human form of life, must engage in devotional service to the lotus feet of Lord Vishnu. This devotional service is natural, because Lord Vishnu, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, is the most beloved. He is the master of the soul, and the well-wisher of all other living beings. Text 3. Prahlad Maharaj continued, My dear friends, born of demonic families, the happiness perceived with reference to the sense objects, by contact with the body, can be obtained in any form of life, according to one's past fruit of activities. Such happiness is automatically obtained without endeavor, just as we obtain distress. 4. Endeavors merely for sense gratification or material happiness through economic development are not to be performed, for they result only in a loss of time and energy, with no actual profit. If one's endeavors are directed towards toward Krishna consciousness, One can surely attain the spiritual platform of self-realization. There is no such benefit from engaging oneself in economic development. Five, therefore while in material existence, bhavam ashrita, a person fully competent to distinguish wrong from right, must endeavor to achieve the highest goal of life as long as the body is stout and strong and is not embarrassed by dwindling Six. every human being has a maximum duration of life of 100 years, but for one who cannot control his senses, half of those years are completely lost because at night he sleeps 12 hours being covered by ignorance. Therefore, such a person has a lifetime of only 50 years. In the tender age of childhood, when everyone is bewildered, one passes 10 years. Similarly, in boyhood, engaged in sporting and playing, one passes another 10 years. In this way, 20 years are wasted. Similarly, in old age, when one is an invalid, unable to perform even material activities, one passes another 20 years wastefully. Then, eight. One whose mind and senses are uncontrolled becomes increasingly attached to family life because of insatiable lusty desires and very strong illusion. In such a madman's life, the remaining years are also wasted because even during those years he cannot engage himself in devotional service. Siddha Prabhupada's purport. This is the account of 100 years of life, although in this age a a lifetime of 100 years is generally not possible. Even if one has 100 years, the calculation is that 50 years are wasted in sleeping, 20 years in childhood and boyhood, and 20 years in in invalidity. Jara this leaves only a few more years because of too much attachment to household life those years are also spent with no purpose without god consciousness therefore one should be trained to be a perfect brahmachari in the beginning of life and then to be perfect in sense control following the regular principles if one becomes a householder from household life one is ordered to accept vanaprasa life and go to the forest and then accept sannyas That is the perfection of life. From the very beginning of life, those who are ajitendriya, who cannot control their senses, are educated only for sense gratification, as we have seen in Western countries. Thus, the entire duration of a life of even 100 years is wasted and misused, and at the time of death, one transmigrates to another body, which may not be human. At the end of 100 years, one who has not acted as a human being In a life of tapasya, austerity and penance, must certainly be embodied again in a body like those of cats, dogs, and hogs. Therefore, this life of lusty desires and sense gratification is extremely risky. Namum Vishnupadaya Krishna Prasthaya Bhutale, Srimati Bhaktivedanta Swami Nitinamine, Namaste Sarasvati Devi Goravani Vani Prasarine, Nirvishesha Shunya Vadi Pastya Tadishatarine, Jayashi Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda, Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gora so these are very poignant instructions Shri, that Sri Prahlad is giving to his schoolmates, and they're young—they're seven, eight years old—and these are these pertain to every human being. Because these instructions are pointed at the purpose of human life. purpose of human life, as Prabhupada reiterates, um, reflecting on the shastra, that the, 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 the purpose of human life is self-realization, is to go back home, back to Godhead. And when, those, when that purpose isn't realized or uh, activated or acted towards, then it's simply a useless waste of time. And I found it really, sort of, uh, I found it sort of interesting that when I, I just looked, looked up how many times Prabhupada used that phrase, useless waste of time, and in what, in what is he speaking about? So hundreds of times, even on the altar this morning, we were listening to Prabhupada speak a lecture, at least three times he said, useless waste of time. Waste of time. And how often he reiterates that the human form of life is meant for self-realization. It's actually designed for self-realization. It's, it's like like a, like a clock is designed to tell time. The human form of life is designed to, to activate self-realization and to transform the consciousness to actually be released from the cycle of birth and death. And as Prahlad Maharaj is saying here, that due to the when the mind and the senses are uncontrolled, then it, they're like they're like thieves. They just steal our our attention away from our purpose. There's a, a, they're bad masters. They are like bad masters. their grip. They're they're gripped. The mind and the senses are gripped on the sense gratification. It's like it's like they they have like these like octopus tendrils that just sort of wrap around anything they can grab to get some sort of gratification out of it, gross and subtle. And when we don't have the the uh, when we don't have this development in our youth or, or in our adulthood, if we don't have the development of stronger intelligence where we have that hold on those mind on the mind and senses that the intelligence grip on the mind and senses if it's not stronger than the mind and senses grip on sense gratification then those senses and our mind will take us so many places that are that are misaligned with our purpose so as practitioners of bhakti yoga we we establish that goal when we establish that goal in our life like truly establish that goal you know we have to see and really look at it how much do i really want to go back to godhead how much do i really want to be krishna conscious when we have benchmarks in our life like you know when we set small goals to achieve the higher goal the the long-term goal then we can see we can use that to measure right now what I'm doing right now with this moment of time is it fulfilling my my journey towards my goal. And that's that's only the beginning. Just setting the goal in and it of itself is very powerful. Once we establish our goal, then even though if we're not clear completely about what the what the journey will look like, once we keep our eyes set on the goal. It's so much easier to, to work towards it. And we'll see in, when, we, when we're practicing in devotional life, we'll often see that it's not really that there, are, that there are obstacles outside of ourselves that are necessarily being created to put us to be in the way of our goal. Most of the time, it's they're self-made obstacles we're really getting in the way. And I don't know if you've ever had this, this uh, maybe you've had this experience where when something shifts in our mindset and we realize that actually it's not, it's not the external circumstances or a person that's getting in our way of something, it's actually us thinking that there's something else in the way. And it's our lack of willingness and determination towards or or lack of aim on our goal that's setting us off track or disempowering us. And you can see like for advanced devotees, there's really nothing that gets in the way of them performing devotional service. Waking up, it's easy. There's ease, it's it's almost effortless because they're so fixed on the goal. They're so fixed, they're, they're pouring all their attention on that goal that the, the power that comes from from directing our consciousness to the source of our consciousness, our spiritual self, to the source of our spiritual self, to Krishna. So much power comes from that that nothing can really get in the way. So waking up early, chanting japa, serving the deity, serving the devotees, it's, it's as if time just shifts and moves around that determination in that goal, and it's and remember that that everything manifests from subtle to material. So, just imagine like the the power that comes when we are determined to connect with the spiritual energy and to surrender to Krishna. Krishna, I'm I'm I have in a realistic way. Okay, Krishna, I have this much willingness to surrender to what you want me to do right now. And in that surrender, he he empowers us to be stronger than what is apparently in the way of of us doing that service or answering his his, uh, beckoning of what he wants us to do. And Prahlad Maharaj, he's saying that you know, if you really break down, he's calculating it. If you really break it down, you know, I've, have you ever done this, where you looked at your whole 24 hours each day of your schedule, really looking at each, each day, how you break it down, and how many hours you spend doing each thing? If you really track it, Pralama Maharaj is pretty spot on. Half of the time we're sleeping. You no, know, half of the time, let's see, he's saying 12 hours, so... You know, if you look at it, eight hours, let's say you you sleep for eight hours, how much time does it take to shower? How much time does it take to actually, like, maintain the body? How much time does it take to eat? How much time does it take to, you know, just basic things like that? What's left? Only half of the day, another 12 hours. And then in those 12 hours, what are we doing? Okay, two hours chanting. Uh, maybe one hour with some class, oh, or or reading. How much time does it take to take care of the children? They need to be fed, they need to, have to clean after them, they, they leave their stuff everywhere, teaching them. Now we see most people have to be doing homeschool right now. So much energy. So what is left, really? So, he's breaking it down. Half the years are completely lost at night because of sleeping. So if you figure that out, then really you only have 50 years. But even then, when you're young, you're not really, your consciousness isn't really that absorbed. Unless you have parents that are like really absorbing you. But even then, when you're a kid, you sleep even more than you do when you're an adult. Generally, you need more sleep when you're younger. As you get older, you need less. So he's doing all these calculations and saying, okay, so what's left? How much time do we really have left in the day, in the lifetime, to really even put our attention and consciousness on developing some sort of deepened spiritual path practice where we can actually attach ourselves to our goal, to Krishna. So this reminds me of, of maximum efficiency. So when we look at it, how do we maximize each moment so that we're we're not only are we accomplishing our day-to-day tasks and duties, but how can we how can we enhance it and become as the most efficient way as possible? So we can see like when we're when we're taking prashad, what are we doing while we're taking prashad? When we're speaking with something, someone. Are we just waffling on and on about some random topic and this and that? So, or do we have a do we have a goal when we're speaking with someone? Like, what's the goal? My goal is to have to, to have a feel connected and have some sangha with someone. So, if it's sangha, what's the quality of that sangha? And it's even thinking how many devotees have come and and gone, and sometimes we might feel, oh, I didn't really go. I had the opportunity. I had the opportunity to really be with that person and ask them questions and go deeper with them, but I didn't do it. And so even in every moment that we have spent with each person, that we can access a depth because human beings, the depth of, of the human experience can go, can go deeper and deeper and deeper so much so that we can actually obtain the highest goal in this life. So when we're sitting with someone, where are we going with that person when we're associating with them? How do we really make the most of the moment? Not in a way of like, how much can I really seeing What's our consciousness? How much can I get, like how much pleasure can I get out of, out of this experience with this person? Or, or how, how transforming can this experience be for both of us? What's your, you know, what are your realizations, Prabhu? What are you reading lately? What you know? What service? What service have you been? What what lessons have you has has your life curriculum been bringing up for you? Now let's go deep now, because really every moment can be every moment is has the opportunity to really experience a meaningful depth that's connected to our ultimate purpose of human life. Every moment, and Sri Pralad, he's he's. Emphatically saying this to his friends, you know, he's saying that that the reference of happiness to sense objects in contact with the body, the the physical body, the subtle body, where you know we're always like looking for some, we're just like riding off of one happy this this sort of happiness, like one experience to the next. How many? I posted this thing on Facebook. Like how many likes did I get? Oh, how many comments are made? Oh, that person congratulated me yesterday, and oh, I saw that person look at me like this, and oh, that was nice, and oh, you know, oh, so this, is, like, what are we really? What are we riding on? And so Sri Pujat he's saying that it's just, it's just a happiness perceived of reference to the senses, the subtle senses, the physical senses of the body, and so those those senses they're like. They just want to like grab everything, and we were just reading some book with the kids that was describing this, this this kind of octopus who has like these big long arms with with like these little suckers all over the arms, and they wrap they, like wrap around their victim, and they stick their, their like there's suckers like stick on it, and they just squeeze that until their person just dies. I was thinking that's like the senses—they're just like stick on and grab on to some experience and just try to suck all the pleasure that we can out of it. I mean, <laughs> that's really what's happening. It's like we're just like looking for juice everywhere else, but except for this wellspring inside ourselves. There's 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 like a it's just like a a wellspring that's just like bubbling up, bubbling up, bubbling up. It's just, its like a vital, nourishing energy. Krishna is in our hearts, and our and our self, our spiritual self, is a part and parcel of divinity of Krishna, and and all everything comes from that. Everything comes from that. So we have this little wellspring inside, and meanwhile we're like we're like in a desert. You know, it's just like we have—it's like we have a. You know, we're like sitting on top of a deep, fresh, pure well, like a well full of fresh, pure water, we're sitting there and we're like, oh, is that, looking at a mirage in the desert, like, oh, there's some over there, oh, there's some over there, oh, maybe over there. But it just like Prabhupada Maharaj says, like, that happiness, that happiness that comes, it comes just as much as distress comes. So. We're looking for happiness, looking for happiness. But just as much as we're looking for happiness, we're not looking for distress. But you're saying it's you don't even have to try so much for happiness or distress. They're just coming of their own accord. In this world, happiness comes two minutes later, oh, oh man, that thing. Oh I just or you know, you get a text and you're like, Oh or distress and then like later something else, oh cake, oh yum, happiness. And then like, oh this email, oh. You know, or it's just like one after, they just come and go and come and go. So the more that we're, we're, we're focusing our grip on all these things outside of the self, and Prada Maharaj, it's just one after another, after another, after another. We just take another birth and we do the same thing. And and there's a risk. There's, a, there's actually a risk in uncontrolled senses because we don't know where we're going to be after this life. We could be in a dog's body. And who knows what where I mean, we, if we're lucky, we, we might take birth in a devotee, or we might have a devotee devotees as our masters. But, but the point is is that we, we need to be the master of our senses, that, that we develop this self-leadership where I am the master of my senses. This is my little tiny field of influence right here. And I, you know, Krishna, has gifted me this little body, and I have mind and senses of it, and they want to do their own thing, but I'm in charge here. And the the more that the, the the self, the spiritual self, the the intelligence, is is firm, is firm on the reins. So just like we see the analogy of um, the chariot, like in Bhagavad Gita, we see Krishna Arjuna, and Arjuna in the chariot there's the example that's given, that the horses on the chariot, they're like the senses. And you know how horses are, they wanna, if you've ever trained a horse, they're just like they wanna buck and run and go over here and do whatever. But the, but the, the reins are on those horses, the reins are the, is like the, the mind. So the mind is attached to the senses. And then the intelligence is that the chariot driver, the charioteer, Who's holding on to those reins? So if the charioteer is just like, oh God, I don't know what to do. These senses are all over the place. It, that we, we're just gonna go everywhere and anywhere. We can get in big trouble. You know, we could end up with a, you know, with a a, a baby and you know, <laughs> homeless and who knows? Drunk, addicted to this, addicted to that. Can't get ourselves out of this deep, deep, dark hole so we so we have to develop that intelligence and the practice of bhakti yoga it involves the yamas and the niyamas it involves you know, uh, regulation which helps the senses regulating the senses refraining from meat eating refraining from taking foods that will that will influence our mind and intelligence so that we are more un- so that we can't control ourselves so much gambling, all the four regular principles Prabhupada gave these so that it creates, it supports this structure where our intelligence can be developed. And you can see, too, you can see after devotees who have chanted and practiced devotional service for years and years and years, they've developed this self-mastery where they, actually, they have that strength over their mind and senses so much so that their mind is no longer their enemy. The mind is actually the friend. It's just like it's just like when you train a horse like or or a dog they just want to go everywhere and you're like no I'm the master and this is what you're doing Now that doesn't mean you know sometimes we have we're holding on to the reins sometimes we okay like like we ad- we're adjusting constantly adjusting the tension if we jerk too hard it won't be it it will it's it's not progressive it won't actually benefit if we're too loose oh we can go anywhere so we're we're using our intelligence to really see okay in this situation i think i'm going to have to pull and tighten up a little bit okay here we can trot we can like we can be relax a little bit we're doing okay here we're tightening up and so it it it's always adjusting and shifting to so, so have that strength and that flex flexibility of our intelligence chanting the maha, maha mantra not only does it does it not only is it a deep spiritual practice where we're connecting with Krishna, who is the all-powerful master of everyone and everything, and help us, strengthen us to be self-controlled because we're attaching ourselves to him in, in that mood of prayer and surrender. So we could try to be the master on our own, but we, we, we only can go so far. So we're com- combining a, regu- a life of regulation Along with devotional practice, which strengthens us and nourishes us devotionally, I, I found it really funny. Prabhupada, I looked up how many times Prabhupada says. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm laughing. It's really funny. Um, oh, I don't know what's happening here. Uh, how many times Prabhupada says simply a waste of time, and all the things that he's saying are a waste of time. You, I think it might, it might it might be funny. You know how many pages? Three pages, of quotes, where Prabhupada uses the the phrase "waste of time." Performing yoga according to the Karma system is a, is a useless waste of time. Chanting the transcendental message of God said, Godhead is said here and to be. Let's see. Wait. Any occupational activity which does not help one to achieve attachment for hearing and chanting the transcendental message of Godhead, is said herein to be simply a waste of time. Atheists are so much averse, they are envious, so to such a person the Majima Adhikari cannot preach because it is a useless waste of time. Speculative knowledge, without any trace of devotional service, is simply a a useless waste of time. One should learn that regular hearing and recitation of Bhagavatam is the only way for self-realization. Other attempts are simply a waste of time. Don't try to understand by false argument, dry argument, which is beyond your conception, beyond your reach. Simply a waste of time. So there's just a list. I was thinking, I'm just going to make a list of all the thing prop, things Prabhupada says are simply a waste of time. So when it comes to time management, we can see on, on a practical level, what how do we manage our time? So to establish the goal, and to establish the ultimate goal for the life goal, then set then set sub goals. You can do it in uh, like time periods, periods of time. Twenty-year goal, ten-year goal, five-year goal, one-year goal, and then each week to have some some something that you're focusing on, like. Uh, you could do like your, a stretch for this week. Here's where, here's where I'm going to really sort of nudge myself forward this week. I know that I'm holding back in this way. Or I know that I have this habit, so I'm going to shift this week. I'm going to set a goal. So setting goal is, goals are really good ways to measure how we're using our time. And you know, it's so funny because we, say, we may say like, Oh well, you know, this thing, but well, I can't do this thing because this and this and this and that. But when it comes right down to it, we, we vote with our feet. When it comes right down to it, we show what's important to us by what we, by what we do, really. I know it's pretty hard to, to swallow that, but that's a fact. I mean, you know, if what we really care about, we, we naturally just act. And, it, and until, we, until we decide... At some point that we're going to shift it and have it and do something else, it won't shift. The modes will just do whatever they want to us. They'll do whatever they want. And until we decide we're going to do what we want, and we're going to we're going to be bold, we're going to have mentors that that will help us guide us. We're going to have coaches that will and well that will keep us accountable and enthuse us. And and if we think that we have to wait for someone to encourage us, for us to be enthusiastic, then we may not get anywhere in our life. It has to be that we take the initiative on our own that today I feel discouraged, I'm gonna make this phone call. Oh, they didn't answer the phone, I'm calling this person. Okay, they didn't answer the phone, I'm gonna text this person. I need encouragement today, can you help me out? I tell you, most devotees would be like, go, Prabhu, go, you've got this, what do you need? How can I help you? All it means is we just have to be vulnerable and say, I need help. And it doesn't, you know, our ego just gets in the way. We don't want to admit. But the fact is, if we have a goal and we want that goal, it doesn't matter what we have to do to get to the goal. We're going to do it. We're going to set our false ego aside and we're going to do it. And we can see someone was just sharing the other day how that they noticed their ego come up and Sort of responded to something in a in a way that they could tell that it was their false ego, and then when they when they when they sort of reshifted, like, what's my goal in this situation? Like, what is my goal? Oh, my goal right now is to is to just figure to solve this issue. And in when it's when when we when we get clear about oh, we just want to come to a conclusion about this thing, then it's no longer about what I look like, what I sound like, how right I am. And then we just let go of being right. And we can see, we can spend eternity talking about any issue. And we'll get, we'll get nowhere, nowhere, unless we're clear about what our goal is and we set aside all these other things that want to get in the way. The, the, all those things, we're just, it's, just, it's just our own gunk. And ego, false ego stuff, just getting in the way. And you can see, like I said before, pure devotees say they're just like it's easy. Showing up for Bhagavatam class, pop, you're there. You know, showing up for. Yeah, I mean, there's there's like I'm sure there's obstacles, but but because the goal is so clear, and Krishna and when Krishna sees like whoa, this devotee's like they're they're like they're clear about what they want. i are like, okay, here I am. I'm here. But if we're like, oh, you know, this thing and all oh, that thing and Krishna's like, oh my God, really you're choosing that? Okay then. But as soon as we're like, I'm setting this aside, this is what I want, boom, Krishna's right there. Sometimes he'll step away, sometimes you he knows he'll do what he'll do. But we always, we can know for a fact that we get so much strength when we're just clear about what our goal is. And so, so with time management, it can be very humbling, you know, like it's nine o'clock and you still have your rounds all chanted and, you know, you look at your like to-do list which all, was only comprised of like three things and you didn't do most of them. And it can just be like, what the heck did I do today? Like, what did I do today? I mean, that's a really good question. What did you do today? You know, write it down. There are some devotees, I think it was Kishibar, I just want me to write down everything they do every hour then when you're tracking it you can see one hour i messed around on social media simply a useless waste of time next hour i you know (laughs) what did we do today what did we do today and so you know pralad's instructions they can feel like you know shastra is like sharp like a it's like a weapon it cuts through the illusion oh it can like really hurt sometimes and Prabhupada's prophet's words simply useless waste of time cut through the illusion oh my god but that's the fact is we're fall we're we're fallen our senses just want gratification all the time but to sort but to let that to sort of like let that that sharp weapon that sharp shastra just like cut through the illusion be like yes i wasted so much time today or and then and just to let it just to let it like wash through us and wash it away and just be ready. Okay, what can I do right now? What's a simple like baby step, half step forward in this area that I can do? Okay, one day a week I'm gonna be on time. Okay, every time I go into the chiropractor, I'm gonna be two minutes earlier because I'm consistently five minutes late every single time I go to that meeting or that that appointment. Just little baby steps, set goals. This is what I'm doing, I'm gonna do this. And you'll see, actually you'll see. Or I or like with this person I always my false ego always reacts. So I'm gonna make a goal. Every time I see that person, I'm going to i just shift my mentality and be open to hearing them. Or I'm just gonna I'm just gonna like set aside my my reactivity and just just, just hear that person you'll see just little tiny personal victories like that. that. That is how we get to the goal. Every day, every moment, little victory, little victory. And, and yes, we'll have, little, we'll have lapses back, but we, well, those lapses, what they can be is when we fall back into that ditch, and we'll be like, oh, now I remember how much it sucks to be in this ditch. I don't wanna be here. Yes, we're out, we're, we're getting out. So it doesn't have to be like, oh, here I am back in the ditch. I'm such a loser. I might as well just stay here. There's no, there's no, there's no point. No, you, you you're not gonna get anywhere. Oh, okay, we'll just stay here in the material world then, in the dark witch, dark dark ditch, with the dark witch. <laughs> <laughs> you no, know, so it has to be like, it has to be like, oh, I had a lapse. All right. Now I remember i this is just a reminder of of what it feels like to be here again and and i'm going to I'm going to to try again and try again and you'll see that day after moment after moment day after day, week after week, year after year, you can hear from this the 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 devotees that have practiced for many 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 years that's all it takes is all these little things they add up and and it's just like like. What is that verse? The liberation, when, when death comes, liberation is just like stand, standing at the door. Like, there you go. No, they're not like, how many likes on Facebook did you get? Mm. Okay, now we'll let you in. No, it's just like, whoosh. It just clears the path. So I'll stop there. Um, and just take reflections.
0: I Yeah
1: Yeah. Margaret is showing some a a little tool that she's figured out for herself of when she's experiencing being herself being sort of in lower modes or just the lower modes are feeling very strong. To listen, to just go on and listen to short snippets of transcendental um, explanations. She's saying she. Listens to these little short audio snippets of Radha and that those, it, it always seems like they're they're so pertinent and relevant to what you're, what she's experiencing. Does anyone else have anything to share? Honestly, I'm not sure we can get anywhere without any goals. It's kind of like if we don't have a, a goal, it's kind of like you know, if we're on a boat and it has the boat has an engine but we don't really have a direction, it's just like we have so much Capacity to go somewhere, but we're just like eh, whatever. I'll just float on the on the waves. Um, but I think I could just say that if if someone doesn't feel enthusiastic to have any goal, that sometimes it just takes a little experience, either a positive experience of while I of of. of of assisting someone in having, having an experience that that they find to be uplifting or or uh, deepening, then they might want it more. And that's a goal. A goal is I want this more, you know. So desiring is is sort of like having a goal, you know. That's what desiring is. So in some ways, we don't really ever. Not have a goal because we're always desiring. Desiring means like, like I've established something that I want, and I'm gonna go there. I'm gonna get there. Usually, I mean, of course, you see, like in some spiritual practices, they just be just become desireless, and then you don't have to go anywhere or do anything. You can just be. But that's not really that being is doesn't it doesn't fully fulfill. So. I would say like a positive or a negative, usually the material world is designed really well so that we can have plenty of negative experiences that we want to get out of it. So we want to get out of a, an experience we don't like. Or we have a good experience and we want that experience. So just to bring in bring in an experience, you know, a, a, a great experience in kirtan. Or an uplifting experience talking to a devotee. Or a really good halava. You know, for Shadam, it's like, sometimes people taste. I remember one lady, she came in and she was like, I'm hungry, I need food. All we had were Maha banana slices from Vaikalika. And I gave her some and she was like, what would you put on this? And I said, nothing, nothing. This is the best banana I've ever tasted. There's something different. Well, sometimes they don't even know what they want, really. But then they taste, some, we taste something and we, we're like, oh, I want more of this. Sometimes maybe, just uh facilitating someone to have a higher experience uh can help them have a goal, but they create a, a strong desire for something progressive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Just a, uh,
0: quick so what happens when you have too many goals? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Right. Right. So let's say that we have this goal to be, you know, deep in our Mm -hmm. Krishna consciousness. So first, the first thing is to see, are all of my goals aligned with this larger goal? So we have the large goal, and then we have all these other goals, sub-goals. Are all those sub-goals aligned with my larger goal? <clears throat> and if, let's say they are. Let's say we have so many goals that are all aligned with my bigger goal, but the, there's kind of too many. You know, I'm, I'm limited. I can't really accomplish all that, at least in the time that I think, but we can look at, you know, one thing that helps, I'm just speaking practically here, is one thing that helps is to, to remember, I don't have to do all these things within a week. Like, I don't have to do all these things within a year. I, if, if I have a larger goal and I'm doing, I'm doing sub-goals that align with that larger goal, I don't, you know, I'm, okay, I don't know how long I'm going to live, but if I do live f- 40 more years, then I know that at some point, like I can, that's what I'm saying, like you can set in 20 years, by 20 years, I'd like this, this to be, I'd like to do this. And in ten years I'd like this and five this, one this, and we so sometimes it helps we feel pacified when we know, okay, I'm going to spread my goals out along the timeline. And if we have so many goals, say in one week or two months or or a year, and it's it's actually beyond our reasonable limit or or level for sanity, then we can let ourselves let go. Sometimes we do have to let go and we can see which goal? Which which of these sub goals are are going to most efficiently and effectively accomplish my larger goal? So yeah, like, let's see, you know, let's say I just I decided that I wanted to do I wanted to cook more often. I have to see is this the most efficient and effective way to to serve my highest goal? No, not really, actually, because I have. I have, I have ta- more talent in another area. You know, when I dress the deities, I feel more spiritually absorbed. I feel more connected. Then I'm going to just, I have to say no to this other one. And I'll stick with this one. So we have to sort of look at each one. Does this one, is this one accomplishing my goal, my higher goal, more efficiently and effectively than the others? Okay, then I'll have to say yes to that one. I'll have to set this one to the side. And we'll see that sometimes things shift in our life and we'll be able to do the other things too. But to really just be efficient, because when when it comes to utilizing time, it really means efficiency and effectiveness. So how effective is this, and how efficient is this in in accomplishing my goal? (coughs) Anything else? And then i'll just uh add this this uh re- reference so in the uh, Majalila 23 text 1819 manasunyata Ashabanda namagane When the seed of ecstatic emotion for Krishna fructifies, the following nine symptoms manifest in one's behavior. Forgiveness, concern that time should not be wasted, detachment, absence of false prestige, hope, eagerness, a taste for chanting the holy name of the Lord, attachment to descriptions of the transcendental qualities of the Lord, and affection for those places where the Lord resides. So, avyarta kalatvam means being free from wasting time. And Prabhupada explains this, he actually references this many times avyarta kalatvam. A devotee should be alert whether he's wasting time or utilizing time. Prabhupada says, this is a devotee's business. Am I wasting time or am I utilizing time? A devotee really understands, oh, the value of this human life, the value of now. Like um, one devotee said the other day, the, the, the present moment is rich in, in realization. The present moment, moment is rich. So if we're really seeing, like, in this... Small time that I have, just like a mother or a parent, they're, they're, they know, like, oh my God, this half an hour right now with, without anybody needing anything is so valuable. Like you see parents, they're like, their kids are at some lesson or something, they're like, devoting parents are like, chanting their japa, you know? Or like, resting, <laughs> or like, you know, doing something like, okay, but how are we seeing every moment and that's why it's, sometimes it's actually good to have a full schedule, because when we have a full schedule, there's less, there's less tendency to just, oh, time. We have so much time, plenty of time. But this sort of, oh, okay, in an hour, I need to go do this thing. And then after this, then I that. So when will I chant my japa? And when I chant my japa, am I just going to be like oh, Or am I going to be like Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. This is my time for japa, and I'm, I want to be with you, Krishna, right now because in one hour I'm going to be doing something else. So, really seeing when we have that. And Prabhupada, there are many references that I was, I just looked up avyarta kalatvam. So many times he says avyarta kalatvam. This should be our aim, not kalatam. Vyarta means spoiling, and avyarta means not spoiling. Avyarta kala. He should always always remember not a single moment should be wasted that is advised by Rupa Goswami. this is my business whether, whether I'm wasting my time this is one sign of the sign of the advanced vo so he's going on and on did you have something to add no so it's 902 thank you very much i go to the No <laughs>